This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode of Butchered Breakaway is brought to you by toughness, grit, winning, being up in 1-0, some whiskey, some bank, and winning more. And Tanner Glass and Henrik Lundqvist in the fourth line in Russia. Let's go. Welcome to a special playoff reaction addiction. Addiction? I'm addicted to winning. Greg, say hello. Uh, that's your hottest open. I don't think I do anything hot, but you know who is hot right now? First of all, our defense. Henrik, Tanner Lund- Glass. Henrik Lundqvist. And you beat me to the punch, Greg. Tanner freaking Glass. I- 2017 Con Smite winner, Tanner Glass. There was... there. <laughs> How much money... Oh my god. What I don't know how you would have convinced either of us that Tanner Glass would score a goal and be the pretty much the game winning goal. Like I know Grabner scored the empty netter at the end of the game, but that wasn't the game winner. Tanner Glass scored the game winning goal. That that's what it was. So <sighs> what would you have to pay what would you have to tell us to make us believe that in the in the start of the season you'd say, Well, in game one against the Montreal Canadiens, Tanner Glass is going to be the one who scores the <laughs> the only serious goal against Carey Price, who was a goddamn brick wall all night. Um, no, actually, I think that I would have been like, yeah, that makes sense. No! <laughs> oh, wait. Hold on. Are you going to go because we're in the meme world now? Because we Trump is our president, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cubs, it's the only thing that makes sense. Cubs won the World Series? All that? Okay. It's, all only, right. it's the only thing, only fucking thing that makes sense, that fucking... Tanner Glass, the most undeserving piece of shit in the world. He's not a piece of shit. He's a good dude. He just can't play hockey, except for tonight. Tonight he played the <sighs> best hockey I've ever seen him play. And I want... I, I'm sure I'm, right. I'm sure he's a real nice guy, but God, God damn it. it uh, are you God damning it? Uh, listen, we took game one in Montreal. We wanted one of two. Even if they take the next one, which I hope they do not, we, we came out getting what we wanted. We're going to go back to MSG at least with one game. Is that not great? It's, I'm, 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 yeah, I, I'm revved up, Greg. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> just doesn't have to be Tanner Glass. Like, turn him than literally anyone else. I, anyone else. I was sitting in front of my TV, and the face-off happened, and I was like, oh, we scored! And the, then Sam was like, Tanner Glass! And I was like, what? No, it can't be. And I immediately I was, tweeted at James I and some people. I was at Mo Movie Monday with the Albany Bros, mm-hmm. and uh, we had the Ranger game on the itty bitty TV mm-hmm. that I was sitting next to. A true fan. And I got when when the Rangers scored, I go all right, and then I saw Tanner Glass react, and I go, ah, you gotta be shitting me. <laughs> yeah, spent- and I wasn't. I wasn't. I honestly, there there wasn't happiness anymore. It it turned to just 
like happy anger or I, something. I it's, didn't know how to feel. I was like, I spent the last four weeks shitting on AV for not playing Pavel Buchnevich. And the fourth line comes out as fat, Faust, uh, Lindbergh, and Glass, and they play their goddamn ass off all night and rub it in my face, and I'm eating all the goddamn crow right now, and I'm cursing. Sorry, one person who hates when I curse. But it's really, it's really, like, it's very emotional for me because I just crapped on Tanner for so long, and I want Buchnevich in this lineup, but now, Greg, he's never leaving. There's no way he's oh, getting out of this lineup. Yeah. Yeah, it's over. It's uh, over, man. It, it's over. Booch, Booch is sitting this entire postseason, and he's going back to the KHL. The next time we'll see Pavel on national television is when he's playing for Russia in the Olympics. Oh, he'll be playing. He'll, he'll, I bet he'll play a game in the postseason, and he'll be on this team come starter starting next season. He'll be on the he'll be on the opening day roster, and he'll play all season. So, I'm yeah, I don't worried. know about that. You don't think so? I don't know about that. All right. I don't know. Tanner Glass was very careful, because I watched all the postgame stuff before we're recording here, was very careful to say, uh, he's like, this was a tough year, but, you know, we have a lot of forwards on this team that are deserving of the spot as I am, so he's very aware of the Buchnevich drama, and he handled it like, obviously, a real professional would. Uh, so, listen, the shot was good. He didn't know what he was doing, but it, it was uh, a shooter's shot, as the kids say. He, it was... Carey Price, even Carey Price was like, it's Tanner Glass, it's good. What? It went in? <laughs> so, he, uh, Yeah, I mean, come on, Tanner Glass is a marksman. You give him a full season, he scores probably 40 goals. He's going to kill so. you. He's going to kill you. All right. Oh, God. I know. So angry. And, and wait, tonight is the night I eat crow. I really got, I'm going to eat a lot of it. Dan Girardi, Gregory, played the best I've seen Dan Girardi play in two years. He was physical. All right, but that's that's not fair. The bar was low. No, no, no. He played way better than that. He way better than the low bar. He was physical all night. He looked faster than he usually is. Now, I'm not saying he's lightning fast out there. He was in the right position. He he really played well. I was incredibly impressed with Dan Girardi all night. Now, will I get that the rest of the series in the playoffs? Signs point to no. But for right now, I am all in on Dan Girardi. He looked like a 2013 version of himself. He looked like a defender that was capable. I wasn't afraid about... He was on the ice when they pulled Price. And I was like, why is Dan Girardi out there? And I found myself being like, you know what? Girardi earned this time right now. And I'm fine with him being out there. Go ahead, call me crazy. Uh, I, think, I think the Rangers' defensive effort is getting a little too much credit. I still, I still think there were plenty of opportunities for... The Canadians to score three, maybe four goals, but we saw prime Hank tonight, and Hank wasn't going to let anything in. I could easily say I, that for the Rangers, though. Like, I, the Rangers should have scored. It should have been like a 6-5 oh, game. Easily. Absolutely. absolutely. The Rangers had a lot of opportunities themselves. I'm just saying, defensively speaking, I saw a lot of people giving the Rangers the credit, and I, I thought I was watching the same game, but I saw plenty of leaks and extra opportunities and turnovers in the defensive zone that we've seen all season from the Rangers. Yeah, Girardi played well, but, you know, there's still so many issues with the Stahl and Holden pairing that are just I, – I, I don't know why you would put those two together I, on I'm the ice. I'm not letting time. you bring me down tonight, but I will say this. Holden was the one noticeable defenseman tonight where I was like, man, he does not look great out there. I, I thought Stahl made some really tough plays. Brandon Smith played the best game he's ever had as a Ranger. Uh and 
Holden, with the exception of the one time where he performed the double goalie move, where he became a goalie in front of Lundqvist, uh, was rather wishy-washy the entire night. I was not impressed with his play. But everyone else, I, I really can't complain about, especially Brady Shea, who was playing out of his mind. And, you know, this was the first physical hockey game I think Brady Shea's ever really taken a, a big part in. But he, there was some turnovers he had that he got back immediately. He looks fast on the ice. He looked competent. And I'm super excited to have him on my team for the future. Yeah, I just, yeah, I give all credit to Hank. Hank, Hank the God. He's, he's the guy. And if he's going to play like this for the rest of the postseason, uh, hard to hard to see the Rangers losing a series. I'm not giving all the credit to Hank. Good grief. I'm, I'm fighting with you tonight. I'm giving all, I'm giving I'm, all I'm the I'm going to fight it to you. Some of the defensive, especially Brandon Smith, Girardi, Shea, and McDonough, they all played exceptionally well tonight. Even Hank said in the postgame, those guys played a different way tonight and set me up for, even though he's, he's you know, he's backing up his guys. But, you know, they, they allowed him to play that way tonight. So I, I'm still... I'm, right. I'll, I'll give the defense more credit, but that game was still Hank's. I'm just fighting that for it. This is the one time I haven't been able to to give the defense any sort of accolades all season. Every single podcast we've had, every single week has been, you know what? This defense is, they suck. I don't know what else to do. They're awful. Right now, this defense looks good. How long will it last? Probably not. I could come back easily on Friday night after the game, hear me on the same podcast and be like, wow. Hank really needs some help out there. We got annihilated. Now, I'm hoping that doesn't happen. But there's a possibility it does. So, I do want to mention that I kind of forgot how insane playoff hockey is. It is entirely different. Like, just, it's a whole different sport. It doesn't even look like the same hockey I was watching on and off for the last month. The Rangers, who had nothing to play for and knew this was coming for at least a month now, Looked like an entirely different physical team who was motivated. That I I haven't seen this team since what January. This is what we were talking about earlier in the week. No, am I yeah, wrong? I, no, you're not wrong. I just I don't I don't know if I have necessarily anything to add. Do Do you not agree that playoff hockey? Did you forget? Are you, Are you always aware of this? Because no, but yeah, I'm always aware of this. I did playoff playoff hockey is a different beast. It's always a different beast. The game is called a different way. The game is played a different way. It's more physical than a regular season game. There was 98 playoff, hits, Greg. 98. That's incredible. Playoff, playoff hockey might as well be considered a different sport. It's it's almost like going from Australian rules football to the NFL. It, it was I, – I found myself – because we, we talked about this in the last podcast where, you know, I wasn't really thrilled about the Rangers for the last month. Like, obviously, I host the podcast. I watch the games. I catch up. I follow everything. I'm on the Reddit. I'm I'm checking all my all, all the box scores to see who's playing it on. I'm complaining about Bujnevich, but it wasn't like I didn't really get excited for a game. Within maybe ten minutes in tonight's game, and I said this last time, I was I was in. I was on the edge of my seat all night. I was I was on the game thread on Reddit. I was commenting on everything, and I was like, this is what I wanted, and this is what I've missed from Ranger hockey and meaningful hockey in my life, and I'm just really glad to have it back for as long as it lasts. Yeah, I'm probably still only at a six. I know you are. I can hear it. I'm pumped. I'm at a ten. I'm at eleven right now, and you're like, "Yeah, man, I'm ready for bed." And I'm like, "Fuck off, Greg," because I'm going. I'm, I'm only. I'm only at a six. We delayed recording this podcast for about twenty minutes because oh I was more invested in the Mets not blowing a game against the Phillies. It's, it's I, I, dude. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I honestly, I I don't know why I'm not getting more fired up for the Rangers this postseason and why 
like the Mets were coming off a World Series appearance last year, so I should have been pretty fucking fired up about the Mets. You last weren't. April, you weren't. The first, still, day you, the first day you were like, it's the Cubs pretty... year. <laughs> That's the first thing you said to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know what? I was right. You also, uh, that and I was just more, I was more fired up for playing the Penguins, even though I knew they were going to spank us. And yet this year, I'm just like, eh. Okay. But, I'm <laughs> taking all that energy you just did. I usually go, okay, Greg, that's fine. Right now, no. I'm just saying it. No. I, I, just, I am. I just don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I honestly I, you don't, don't have to tell me anything. I, I can't. I'm just telling you right now, it. that was the most fun I've had watching a hockey game since January or since the Blue Jacket game where we, came, we had a huge comeback. And I am I'm ready for Friday. I'm pumped up. It's a Henrik Lundqvist shutout in Montreal, a team I really do not like. So I, I'm, I know you, you'd be more pumped up for playing the Penguins, but there, that time could come, Greg. Oh, I don't, I don't think I'd be more pumped up if we were playing the Penguins. I think I'd be even more agnostic were, about it all. So you were just loathed into this sense of, of boringness because the Rangers have been in this wildcard spot for a month now, and you're like, well, it doesn't really matter. Is that what no, happened? No, I didn't say that. I'm, I just, trying that. To, I'm just, just trying to psychoanalyze you, Greg, because I'm, I'm over here screaming like an idiot, and I'm popped off watching the Rangers tonight, and you're like, yeah, well, the, it was 5-4 for the Mets. Addison Reed had a nice net <laughs> Well, actually, Michael Conforto had a great fucking game. I know really he had a home run. Um, yeah, he went 2-4 with three runs scored. Pretty fucking good. Uh, Michael Conforto is no, the Mets version no of No Mets Kevin. talk. The Rangers <laughs> just won a playoff game in Montreal. <laughs> I'm not standing for it tonight. Any Monday night, we can talk about I will, the Mets. I will I say this. I will say this. You you brought up Hank's struggles in Montreal yes. on Monday. Yes. And I straight up told you that it, it doesn't fucking matter. You're right. And uh, I was was I right? I was pretty right. I just said you're right. And when you're right, Greg, yeah. you're right. Oh. Yeah, damn right. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I wish I could explain to you why... I'm not there yet. Maybe, maybe it has something to do with the fact that I'm no longer excited for the Rangers to simply just make the playoffs. You need the deep like, run. I go into every I go into every year, and if the Rangers make the playoffs, that's not an accomplishment anymore. That's that's like the bare minimum that I expect. It's like if the Rangers miss the playoffs, something catastrophic. Yeah, something must really have happened bad. during the season. Yeah. So, like. A first-round exit in the playoffs is similar to, like, I guess, a 500 season for other teams. Like, I'm sure the Carolina Hurricane fans this year are feeling pretty good because they saw significant improvements from their team. Mm-hmm. I, th- I, I would think Hurricane fans would feel better about their season than Ranger fans would feel about losing in the first round of the Canadians. Right. So maybe, maybe I just need to get deeper in the playoffs in order to – Start feeling like something is actually on the line. I'm hoping if Maybe we go to it. Game Six or Seven here, you'll you'll start feeling it. Or if we win this series and go to the next one, I think that's when maybe maybe then you'll you'll start. Maybe then. It. I guess I guess there's one way to find out. Yeah. Well, I hope we get there. Um, I may be intoxicated for our uh, our recap on Friday night, so that'll be fun if that does happen. Uh, oh well, I'll probably uh, Friday night's a work night for me, so I'm probably gonna be asleep. Oh, okay. So I will be doing a drunk recap, which will be amazing, <laughs> by the way, um, of the Ranger game on Friday night. So stay tuned to listen for that. I do want to talk about a couple more players before we head out of here because we're only doing a 20-minute kind of recap post-podcast here. 
Rick Nash didn't have the offensive night that he had, but I want to just give him some credit because he was all over the ice all night long, and he had the ability to clear the puck many different times when the Rangers were in danger. By the way, the penalty kill, which has been a problem over the past month, looked amazing tonight, even survived a a a five-on-three, even though it was very brief. Uh, It was something that, you know, didn't really affect us in that point in time. I never really felt like Montreal was going to score, even if they had those good chances. So the penalty kill obviously was worked on. The power play was miserable. Uh, There was definitely some power plays that were sponsored by United Airlines tonight. It was not great. Uh, I couldn't believe that we didn't get anything going off the five on three on our side. We, I think we shot some pucks wide. Nothing really happened. So that's my only real negative takeaway other than Nick Holden tonight. So going into Friday, I, I expect another tight game. Uh, I think this one will actually have some scoring in it because it'll be a little more loose now and both teams will be very sore and maybe a little more sluggish. Uh, after 98 hits in an NHL playoff game that was electric all night long. So... I expect sort of a 3-2 game going into Friday. Greg, do you have any expectations, or are you going to be watching the Mets? <laughs> um, I'll flip back and forth. I know you will, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, I, 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 I just, I don't know. I mean, the Rangers played a perfectly fine game tonight. Henrik Lundqvist played otherworldly, as he's one to do. Uh, Glass is going to win the Smythe. And, um... Yeah, I, I will say that the Rangers' power play is, once again, concerning. And it has been a constant problem throughout the AV administration. And it doesn't seem like he has any anything close to an answer to fixing the power play. It doesn't matter what he does, what he says he's doing. It's really same shit, different day with the Rangers' power play. And I've joked with uh, a friend of mine before that the Rangers should just start declining penalties. And, uh, yeah, I, I'd still say I'm at that point. It's, uh, the Rangers, I, they just, it, it, it's baffling how much better the Rangers play at 5 on I think we've all made that joke before, and it's sort of true. I, and, and actually, another person I want to kind of call out is, uh, even though Michael Grabner did score the empty netter, he didn't look right tonight. Something about him. Like, it he, didn't, uh, he hasn't looked right in two months. Yeah, especially, but, it, you know, tonight was the night maybe I expected him to switch it back on. Didn't really look speedy. Didn't really look like he, like, there was one time he took it into the zone. I know he had, like, a long shift. But he had just one guy to beat, and he didn't even go for it. And usually he does. So I was uh, I was a little concerned about his play tonight. I will point that out. So All the idiots that said they shouldn't have traded Michael Grabner. What <laughs> moron would have made that point? What dumbass would have come on this podcast and, said, and convinced his co-host that we shouldn't have traded him at a high point? Really incredible. What an idiot. All right, guys. So listen, uh, there's not much else we could talk about tonight. There's a lot going on at Rangerstown. I hope everyone enjoyed the game uh, more than Greg. That was pretty easy to do. So Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I never said I didn't enjoy the game. I'm just saying, was I did I feel the need to pound beers like I've had in the past? Not really. Right. Did I feel nervous at any point in the game that the game wasn't in doubt? Like, that's the thing. I never – I didn't have a moment while watching this game. Normally I've had moments where there's – like a minute of panic where I'm just like, oh, the Rangers going to fucking survive this. Like, I didn't feel anxious. I didn't feel panic. I don't know if it's just because Hank was playing that well that I was just like, okay, it's not going to do shit. We're good. I, I was just like calm and mellow the entire time. I wasn't, I wasn't nervous. I wasn't anxious. I wasn't thinking the Rangers okay. were going to lose. The entire game, I'm sitting there like, Rangers got this. They don't, they don't need me freaking out. Listen, and they didn't. So, 
They didn't. Friday night, look forward to a possible drunk podcast posted that I won't post on Reddit that'll be on the <laughs> it'll be on the feed. It'll either be really sad or I'll be really enthusiastic. It'll probably be like 10 minutes long or maybe longer. Who knows? And, uh, and yeah, so we'll go from there. Greg, thanks for doing this special recap podcast with me. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you probably, uh, maybe we'll do a, no, we won't do a Sunday night recap. We'll just do the Monday night podcast. That's probably what will happen. So I might squeeze one in tomorrow. We don't know. We don't know. Maybe we'll squeeze one in. Who knows? Just stay tuned. Uh, knows? Stay tuned to our feed at Blue Shorts Breakaway. You can follow us on Twitter to get all the updates there. And we'll go forward there. I've also, I also tweeted tonight. Look at me. Look at that. That's incredible. I saw I saw that. That that was big of you. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to get trying to get to the 2017 land, but I did do a lot of posting on Reddit, which is I'm I'm apt to do. All right, guys, we love you all. We're up one nothing. I hope we kill it on Friday. If not, you will hear me very sad or trying to be reasonable and and logical on Friday night. And we will talk to you guys then. Peace out. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.